0: Do you have a good friend in your life? If you do, count yourself blessed. Good friends are a blessing from the Lord. And the way to tell a good friend is when they have your back in all situations. We're gonna learn more about how to tell the difference between a friend and a traitor today on Walk in Truth. Welcome to Walk in Truth with Michael Lance. Walk in Truth is a ministry of Living Truth Christian Fellowship It's our goal to build up believers and to reach out with God's truth to all people. And now, here's Pastor Michael. So my soul pants for thee, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears, remember all the crying as they left Jerusalem, have been my food day and night. While they say to me, Think of Shammai and others all day long, where is your God? These things I remember and I pour out my soul within me for I used to go along with a throng and lead them in procession to the house of God. Think about it. David had to leave the city of God. He sent the ark back and he didn't even know if he would be back again. I used to go in procession to the house of God. I used to be able to go to church all the time. There are some people that are shut-ins this morning. They can't physically get to church. There's things that we take for granted, week in and week out. We don't know if they're going to last. David says, I used to go in procession to the house of God with a voice of joy and thanksgiving, a multitude-keeping festival. And then David said, why are you in despair, O my soul? Why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him for the help of his presence. He's the best friend ever. Oh my God, my soul is in despair within me. Therefore, I remember thee from the land of the Jordan. That's where they were headed. The peaks of Hermon from Mount Mitzar. Deep calls to deep at the sound of thy waterfalls. All thy breakers and thy waves have rolled over me. Lord, I know you're doing something disciplinary. The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. His song will be with me in the night. A prayer to the God of my life. I will say to God, my rock, Why has thou forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As a shattering of my bones, my adversaries revile me while they say to me all day long, where is your God? Why are you in despair, O my soul? Why have you you become disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. I wonder when Jesus was in Gethsemane if some of these Psalms came to his heart. Psalms on during David's dark night. Vindicate me, Psalm 43, verse one. Seems like an extra stanza onto Psalm 42. Vindicate me, O God. Plead my case against an ungodly nation. Deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man. For thou art the God of my strength. Why hast thou rejected me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? O send out thy light and thy truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to thy holy hill and to thy dwelling places. In other words, I want to go back. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy, and upon the lyre I shall praise thee, O God, my God. Why are you in despair, O my soul? Why are you disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. Who was David's best friend in his trial? God. He cried out to the Lord. And in fact, some of the most profound psalms that we can relate to the most were written during David's major trials. As much as the tears flowed down, the psalms flowed out of the pen. And some of your most profound times of spiritual growth and depth may be in times similar. As I said last week, hanging in there through trials, we don't look like trials, but trials are often what God uses to shape us the best. Oh, I wish it were different. I know. I'm with you. But this is what God does. Now, David did have another friend. Go back to 2 Samuel. But he had lost him. He lost him. That friend was Jonathan. In fact, the Bible says that the soul of Jonathan and the soul of David were knit together in a bond of love. But on the night when Saul went to the medium and he was desperate to hear something, he had broken God's law Because God stopped talking to him because of Saul's rebellion. The next day Saul would die and his sons with him. And sadly for David, he lost his good friend Jonathan. They had made a covenant of friendship. You could call it a royal friendship. Listen to these words. This is. In fact, it's so good, I just gotta show it to you. 1 Samuel, <laughs> go back, 1 Samuel. This is, this is something I want you to see because I think this is the essence of it. 1 Samuel 18, look at verse one. Just the book before. So this is when the covenant of friendship is being made. Now, First Samuel 18, 1 Samuel 18:1. it says, now it came about when he had finished speaking to Saul. The, Saul of, the soul of Jonathan, 1 Samuel 18, one, Was knit to the soul of David. And Jonathan loved, same word, Ahav, he loved him. Jonathan loved David as what? As himself. And the royal law in James chapter 2, verse 8 says if you are fulfilling the royal law according to the scripture, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Could it be that the mention of the royal law goes all the way back to Jonathan and David, by the way, who were both royalty. Jonathan was Saul's son, and by all rights, he was supposed to be the heir to the throne, but he knew that David was actually God's choice. And he essentially said, I know that God's chosen you, but I'm not gonna stop loving you just because God's chosen you over me. You are my friend. And he loved David as he loved himself. And the Bible says that the two great commandments of the law are both about love. You shall love the Lord your God with all your soul, all your heart. All your mind, all your strength. And the second is like it you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Do you know that that command is about friendship? Because you will love a true friend the way the Bible tells you to love. Now, to love someone as you love yourself. Now, people say, oh, this is where the Bible teaches it. Here it is. The greatest love of all is to love yourself. Sing it with me, brethren. The greatest love. Now, with all due respect to Whitney Houston, God rest her soul, the greatest love of all is not to love yourself. You already do. What do you mean, Pastor Michael? I don't know if that's true. The next time you get a group photograph, see who you look for first. It's the one you love the most. Your eyes will go automatically to that person. That person is the one you look at in the mirror every day. The photograph probably will show what you have been used to seeing in the mirror. But we, ni- we like to check. What's my hair look like? You know, that's not my best side. Um, we laugh cuz it's true, right? I look a little fat. I, don't know, I don't I'm not going to wear that anymore. <laughs> I thought I looked better in that. I don't, I don't. Did you hear the conversation going on in your head? I I I I, 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 I. And then you say, "Oh, who else is in this picture?" <laughs> oh, that's right. So and so was there and so and so and so and so. To love someone as you love yourself means you would do the same for them as you would do for yourself. Everybody just take a deep breath. Because the last time I got frozen yogurt, I wasn't thinking about anybody else. (laughs) How many of you like those little sample cups? How many of you fight people for positions in the yogurt store to get to your favorite flavor. Is it just me? (laughs) Mm.
1: (laughs) Apparently it is.
0: What if you and I just took the top two commandments and said, you know, this week I'm just going to start right here. I'm just going to love God and love other people the way I'm supposed to. David had a friend. His name was Hushai. He had lost a friend. Maybe you've lost a friend. I've had some good friends move away. Places like Idaho. I, I don't understand. <laughs> but, but apparently I'm not supposed to. And if you're planning on moving there, that's not a word against you. <laughs> Back in 2 Samuel 16, this is why some of you laughed. Absalom said to Hushai 17, 16, 17, is this your loyalty to your friend? Why did you not go with your friend? So Absalom has some questions about Hushai's presence in Jerusalem. He says, look, if you're so loyal to your buddy, David, if you're the friend of David, why didn't you go with him? NIV, is this your love you show to your friend? Why didn't you go with your friend? Now you could feel the gulp in Absalom's throat. (laughs) Is he on to me? I would imagine that you would have gone with your friend if you truly loved him. Then Hushai said to Absalom, no. For whom the Lord, this people, and all the men of Israel have chosen, his will I be, and with him I will. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, this is Pastor Michael Lance, I'm the Senior Pastor of Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the City of Corona. Hey, I want to tell you something that's exciting happening here at the church. We have a college that we've started. We offer a two-year diploma in Christian Apologetics and Theology. We have two exciting classes coming up with great instructors, it's Hidden Riches of Church History from the Resurrection to the Reformation, and we have a class on Christian Philosophy How do we know what truth is? We're going to look at epistemology and some other subjects like that. Are you a working adult? Have you just graduated from high school and looking to go deeper in your faith? The tuition is very low and the instruction is excellent and the classes start in July. Are you interested? Do you want to go deeper in your faith? Do you want to be more equipped to give answers for the hope that you have in the public square? Well, check it out today. It's thetruthacademy.com, thetruthacademy.com. Sign up today, find out all the information, and get equipped. God bless you. I would imagine that you would have gone with your friend if you truly loved him. Then Hushai said to Absalom, no. For whom the Lord, this people, and all the men of Israel have chosen, his will I be, and with him I will remain. Look underneath the surface. Hushai's not talking about Absalom. He's talking about David. And David had sent Hushai to Jerusalem into the lion's den because he needed him more in Jerusalem than he needed another mouth to feed and person with him in the wilderness. And so Hushai was willing to risk his very life for his friend. That's the only reason he was there. So ironically, you got to look beneath the surface. He says, Whom the Lord, the people, and all the men of Israel, the Lord had chosen David. He was the man after God's own heart. Never did he choose Absalom. His will I be, and with him I will remain. Polycarp, the famous uh, church martyr, said, 80 and six years he has done me no wrong. I will not recant. He's been my friend for 86 years. He's never done me wrong, and I'm not going anywhere. The man with the legion of demons says, when Jesus had healed him, he's gonna get back into the boat. He says, where you go, that's where I wanna be. And Jesus says, no, you stay here and you tell your family and you tell your friends the great things that God has done for you. When a friend asks you to do something, even if they ask you to help them move, it's the true test of friendship, don't you think? That's why I don't buy trucks, by the way. I'm really not a true friend. (laughs) But if you move, your true friends will show up. As difficult as that is, right? And we're to remain true. Acts 11.23, it says Barnabas was encouraging the church to be resolute and to remain true to the Lord. Acts 11.23, no matter where the Lord has you, Stay true to him. You may be somewhere right now where you don't want to be. But serve him. Look at verse 19. And besides, whom should I serve? 19. Should I not serve in the presence of his son as I have served in your father's presence? So I will be in your presence. Look beneath the surface. Whom should I serve? Oh, I'm going to serve the true king. And I'll even serve him reading between the lines, in the presence of his son. That's why he was in the court to begin with. As I've been in your father's presence, I will be in yours. It's brilliant the way that Hushai is covering his true intentions. Whom should I serve? That's what we should be asking every day. We're to serve the Lord with gladness. Psalm 100 verse 2. Colossians 3 23 and 24 says, do your work heartily as for the Lord rather than for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. It is the Lord Christ whom you serve. You may be in a position where you don't like your environment. Do your work as unto the Lord. Serve that person as though you were serving the Lord and you'll receive the reward. And Absalom said to Ahithophel, after he had interviewed Hushai, and apparently had become convinced that Hushai was authentic, Absalom said to Ahithophel, the man that had abandoned David, give your advice. What shall we do now? (laughs) Wait a minute, you're supposed to be the king. What do you mean, what do we do now? This whole coup thing's going on. You're trying to take your dad's throne. What should we do now? Look, if Absalom was the true king, what should he have done first? He should have gone to the Lord. That's what David did. David inquired of the Lord, 2 Samuel 2.1. Shall we go up? But not Absalom, because Absalom didn't care about God or God's will. And Ahithophel said to Absalom, go into your father's concubines, whom he has left to keep the house. Then all Israel will hear that you have made yourself odious or abhorrent to your father. The hands of all who are with you will also be strengthened. Here, I have an idea for you. You're asking me. Here you go. Go and sleep with your father's harem. Then you'll make yourself abhorrent to your father. Do you all know who Ahithophel was? He was Bathsheba's grandpa. Do you know why he's probably doing what he's doing right now? Because he was hurt. Because David had taken his granddaughter unlawfully, slept with her and hurt his family, and ended up killing Uriah the Hittite, who was a good man. And I think that Ahithophel harbored that hurt. Some of you have some hurt from a friend. And he harbored it, and he found that it was easy now to go over to Absalom's side, because really what he wanted was, he he wasn't really loyal to Absalom. He was vengeful to David. Watch out that you don't become part of someone's revenge and get yourself embroiled in a situation that's disastrous. Bitterness loves company. Have you noticed? People will get you on their bandwagon. That's right, I, I don't, yeah, that's right. That is horrible. You may have never even been thinking that way before. And they'll get you on the the bitterness bandwagon. It's got a big sign on the side. We're all bitter in here. (laughs) Hey, if you do this, Ahithophel says to Absalom, there'll be no turning back. Check it out. This is the end of the account. So they pitched a tent for Absalom where? On the roof where this whole started because David was up on the roof saw Bathsheba bathing committed adultery in his heart Matthew 5.28 by lusting after her and the whole thing unwound. I mean just take a look Just, just pause for a second and think all of this because of that one look Yeah. And then the actions that followed that one look up on the roof. Oh, it won't hurt anything. I'm just looking. Really? When you get to David, you might ask him about that. When you get to heaven and talk to David. And so he says, hey, let's do this. We'll go up on the roof and you can be with your father's concubines. He had left them to take care of the house And do it in the sight of all Israel. And the words echo from Nathan the prophet, what you did in secret will be done publicly. You can write down 2 Samuel 12, 11 and 12. The advice of Ahithophel, which he gave in those days, was as if one inquired of the word of God. So was all the advice of Ahithophel regarded by both David and Absalom. And you'll notice at the end of 22, Absalom went into his father's concubines in the sight of all Israel. When you took the harem in this way, you were declaring that you were the king. This is what Abner did earlier to ish if you remember. When you took your, the harem of the king, this is what you were declaring. I am now the king. Can you imagine word getting to David of what Absalom had done. Do you think that David was still willing to forgive his son? I think so. I think Absalom was being pushed by Ahithophel, but if Absalom would have just stopped, or if Ahithophel would have just stopped and said, wait a minute, no, let's stop. But they kept it going. And we're going to see in the next chapter or two that both Absalom and Ahithophel come to tragic ends because even though God was disciplining David, he had not left him. I think as we come to a a close this morning, we have to ask, what kind of friend am I? (laughs) Or maybe, what a friend we have in Jesus. Amen? Would you bow with me? Father. We're just so grateful for what you show us in Scripture. We're grateful for the lessons that they reveal. We're grateful for true friends in our lives. Even the ones that we may not categorize as friends like our spouses, our parents, coworkers. Thank you for people who have been faithful to us over the years. So many that I could count that I rejoice in, people who pray for me regularly, people who encourage me regularly. Um, it's just such a blessing, Lord. Partners in the ministry. Uh, what a beautiful family of believers this is, Lord. <clears throat> what wonderful deep friendships are here. And even when we have to say goodbye, either when someone leaves the area or even when we have to say goodbye to people that we've had to bury. We know in the Lord, it's not goodbye, it's see you later. And Lord, we've had to say (laughs) over the years, it's been hard uh, to say goodbye to to many people, but thank you that we have the hope that we're going to be together again. Thank you for this community of friends. (laughs) In fact, they're more than friends, they're family. Lord, help us this coming week just to love as you love, to love you with all that we are, to love people around us. And thank you that you came because we fall short. We don't always love you and others the way we're supposed to. And thank you that you fulfilled that for us. But help us to be better, to have the fruit of the spirit, which is love, which keep your head and heart bowed, If you've not met Jesus, you don't know his love. You don't know his goodness. You don't know his faithfulness. Maybe you've been hurt. Maybe you've come in here as the last effort to try to find some hope and meaning. Jesus is extending his hand of love. It's a hand of both lordship and friendship. He wants you to follow him, but he wants you to know his love and his goodness. As we were praying before this service, one of the brothers reminded us that it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. And I pray that if you've not known that love, that kindness, that you'd reach out right now. If you've never settled this question, you don't know that you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You've not received him as your Lord, your Savior, your friend. Ask him into your life right now something like this. And I would just encourage you, please don't wait another moment. Lord Jesus, pray if it's you, come into my life. Be my Lord, be my Savior, be my friend. Thank you that you were willing to die on that cross for me, that you rose from the dead. I put my trust in you. I repent of my sin. Lord, please forgive me. Set my feet upon the solid rock of Christ. Lord, for those who may need some healing where some of these subjects have brought up some pain, I pray that you would be the healing balm of Gilead for them, put salve on the wound and help them to move forward. And for those of of us who may just have sat here and we're just counting blessings for all the good people you've put in our lives, Lord, we're just so thankful. And we pray that we would tell them how much we appreciate them. And I want to end by saying, Lord, thank you that you are the greatest friend in all the world and that you are faithful to the end. And we love you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. This is Pastor Michael Lance. I'm the senior pastor of Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona. Hey, I want to tell you something that's exciting happening here at the church. We have a college that we've started. We offer a two-year diploma in Christian apologetics and theology. We have two exciting classes coming up with great instructors. It's Hidden Riches of Church History from the Resurrection to the Reformation. And we have a class on Christian philosophy. How do we know what truth is? We're going to look at epistemology and some other subjects like that. Are you a working adult? Have you just graduated from high school and looking to go deeper in your faith? The tuition is very low and the instruction is excellent. And the classes start in July. Are you interested? Do you want to go deeper in your faith? Do you want to be more equipped to give answers for the hope that you have in the public square? Well, check it out today. It's the thetruthacademy.com, thetruthacademy.com. Sign up today, find out all the information, and get equipped. God bless you. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Pastor Michael would love to hear from you. You can write him when you visit walkintruth.com.